0: What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, y'all? This is classified. This is Mocha only. This Sean Price. Yeah, Ghostface Killer. This is Quake Matthews. What's up, my brother Ali? Five Diggy, Tribe Called Quest. Eloquent man. What up, Styles for the ghost This is absolute. This is Ko. And you listening to the Come Up Show with that feel good music lives. This is the show that you come up on. Yeah, this is the spot that you come up strong.
1: Hey, welcome to the Come Up Show podcast. My name is Chetto, host and founder of the Come Up Show, and my guest today on the Come Up Show is Osiam. Which stands for Out of Sight, In Your Mind, consisting of Charlie Black and Nova, who've been doing their thing individually, and they got together to join forces as a duo. And we talked about that in this conversation, of the advantages of working together, not only in a duo, but with other scenes and other artists and collectives in Toronto. And they talk about how the city has changed as a music scene, and how they stay True and original, an environment of you know trend chasers. Listen more in my conversation. with else I am on the Come Up Show podcast?
0: Let's do it.
1: Please introduce yourselves.
0: Wago, Gw- I went to Gw- and This is Charlie Black.
2: Yo, this is Nova. It's sign, baby. And
0: together, you are Hey, aka Copper Hand Gang. You don't know already.
1: Cup and Hand Gang. Where did that come from? The Cup and Hand Gang. Yo, uh, it just you because know, like, you guys are alcoholics.
0: Or? Yeah, just the whole team drinks. <laughs> like yo, there was a there was a point in time where just like every time the man and would just get together, a new bottle was just getting rent getting rinsed. You know what I mean? So the name just kind of organically came like that. You know. Mm-hmm. What do you
1: guys usually? Is there a favorite bottles? Is it Henny? Is it what? Or is it doesn't matter. Oh
2: shit, Henny, when I when I can afford it. Um, Smirnoff. <laughs> it all it always it always changes. It always changes. I think when, when the name first came out, it was a gin, a whole lot of gin and juice going on. Yeah. Then it was like a brown liquor period, any kind of brown liquor. Right now, I think it's like spice rum. Spice rum is the shit right now. Yeah.
1: And where where are you guys originally from? Like where where do you guys rep?
0: Um, I'm from the West End, Etobicoke. Uh, Westmont, Eastmont, stand up. Rexdale, stand up. You
2: don't know already. (laughs) (laughs) And you? Westend, all day, yo. M.A., Malton.
1: Okay. And how did you guys link up together?
2: This guy was promoting a lot of parties downtown. I would be at the parties a lot. You know what I mean? And we linked up from there. And then we actually ended up working together. We met up there and uh, got to, like, talk more and see, like, the whole music aspect of it unfolded. Mm -hmm. So on the weekends, though, we link up, jam out at the parties, and realize that we had a vibe and just linked up off of that, really. Mm -hmm. So one day I had set up a little home studio, Mm -hmm. called them through. I said, yo, like, it's been long enough. We've been talking about, like, you know, you rap, I rap. Mm -hmm. Let's try something Mm out. And the shit was dope. We played it for our circle, and, like, everyone was fucking with it. So we just kept building from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, spent some time developing like a sound and, and a chemistry together, and it all just evolved.
1: Mm-hmm. And I guess let's take it back because Charlie Black. I think I remember your name from like you had a track with J D. Air as one of the big tracks. What was it called again?
0: Fiddle Low, Blue Jay Fiddle <laughs> Low. So,
1: like
0: how long have you been? Like when did you start rapping? Seriously? Ah oh, shit. I mean, you could say like that. you could say like fourteen. But like what a lot of people don't know, like I started off in a Christian hip hop group called um the Red Wolves. The type of lyrical content is a lot different from what <laughs> from what's coming out right now still. But yeah, yeah, like uh the love started from like back then. My older brother, he had like a poetry book that, you know, little brother, I was a shadow, you know what I mean? I picked it up one day, started reading it, and that sparked my interest. And then again, he wanted to start the like Christian hip hop group and I was just like, yo, I'm in that. Like you know what I mean? So like the love for it just started building and building and building and I had never looked back since.
1: Like so when when is it like fourteen years old? So mm-hmm. this would have been what year
0: then? I don't know what year
1: <laughs> <And that>, two thousand <laughs> something and now how old are you now, like twenty? Um, I'm twenty eight right now. So So what what keeps your passion going for that long
0: for over um,
1: decade plus?
0: Yo, I feel like if at any point in time you've ever loved making music, like I don't think that ever leaves you. Like, if you actually truly loved making it, I don't think there's anybody that started making music that actually, like, whether they stop now or they're doing something else or whatever, like, I'm sure they write or produce or something in their spare time. So, like, for me, it was just... I loved creating. I knew it was the only thing I ever wanted to do in my whole entire life. So that's what's been driving me. It's never been like a stutter stepper. Like, oh, should I be doing this? Should I, like, you know what I mean? It's I know it's I know it's what I want to do. It was more just like getting the business right. (laughs) That's always a challenge for a lot of artists. Always a challenge, but you know we're figuring we're figuring shit out right now. Shout out our manager Boots Elumiu. You know what I mean. Mm man came through, helped the man them just organize things and put shit together. We have a lot of people, you know, industry wise that are just
2: kinda of looking out for us right now. So mm-hmm.
0: you know the things are looking good so
1: And how did you get into the music thing though? I
2: always just had a, a love for hip hop. I remember like um like growing up I'd always be in HMV every Tuesday when all the new releases come out and just like uh at the sampling station just uh trying to make my picks for the week, like, have myself a little job and, and stuff like that after school, and that was pretty much where all my money went. It was, like, sneakers and CDs. So my collection was stacked, and then from there I would actually just, like, while I'm listening to a song, if I fucked with the beat, I would just start penning some rhymes to that. Eventually it built from there. Mm-hmm. That's really where the, the love came from, just, just listening to the music and just appreciating, appreciating like, The wordplay, the wordplay always got me, you know what I mean? Where, like, you can get a line, like, you can hear a line and it don't sound like nothing right now, and then, like, two months later, you're playing that same CD and you're like, oh, shit, oh, shit, that's what he was saying, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, so it was always, that's what got me at first.
1: Who are some of your favorite artists that did that?
2: Big Pun was one of my favorites. Like, if we're talking, like, when I started, like, actually putting a pen to a paper. Big Pun was one of my artists, Jay-Z, Eminem. Those are probably like the top three at the time that we're doing. Top three. No Nas in there, no. Nas, um, I always love. No, yeah. no doubt, no yeah. doubt. I always love Nas. Um, I'm a fan <laughs> of Nas, but I think around that time he was uh he was experimenting, and I wasn't uh, too, too, too too hot on the experimenting. But Illmatic will always be one of my favorite albums. Out. Definitely. What
0: about you, Chuck? Uh, as far as the rappers that I was like taking in, yeah. and, Well, definitely Darkman X. That was my guy. <laughs> yeah, I mean? I mean, I didn't have any dogs, but, like, <laughs> that was my dude. But, like, honestly, like, it, it's kind of weird because I got introduced to, like, actually listening to hip-hop itself, like, late in the game, right? Like, my first album was The Dynasty, like, Jay, like, you know what I mean? And, like, it was, like, to paint a picture for you, it was... Yo, one of my brothers boys gave him like a Discman, you know what I mean? So I'd like take my brother's Discman. I think I got I got the Dynasty as like a present from some girl in grade 8 or whatever. And but like yo, I came from like strict Christian home whatever, he can't be bumping that nowhere. So I'd be like in the bathroom <laughs> with the Discman bumping, you know what I mean? Dynasty. So like that was like really my first take of like hip hop at that time. So like it was Jay obviously like I'm listening to the Dynasty, so like I automatically started rocking with Seagull. You know what I mean? I found I stumbled across X, like that was my guy. Mm-hmm. Those are the guys I really I uh, connected with. Mm-hmm. So that's what really sparked it for me still. Mm-hmm. You know, and like, yo, you know, shout out Nas and stuff like that. But like I wasn't the most like conscious <laughs> Hey you
1: you know what I mean? When Jay Z said, "What you trying to do? kick knowledge, everybody?" Like, fuck, not now.
0: really want to be in. That being said, no shout out now. It's because, like, in my older years, <laughs> I started to appreciate a little bit more. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Dope.
1: That's dope. And o- Osiam, and what's the definition of that? That name? It's always hard. I always get the I and a Y like crossed around. Like, I'm like, is it O S?
0: Y or O-S-I, like, what's the meaning of that name? It's uh, O-S-I-Y-M, and it's pronounced, so, like, when you pronounce it, think think cosine, but put the O in front, like, O-sign. Okay. It stands for out of sight, in your mind. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'll let, I'll let Nova do this. What does that mean? So,
2: well, really, it comes from the whole idea of trying to create timeless music. Even after years down the line, decades down the line, it's like people still talk about the legends, like, You know, Rolling Stones or James Brown or something like that, and it's like, even when you don't see them anymore, you know what I mean? Or they're not in the picture, they're not making music. Like their shit still lasts, you know what I mean? It's here forever. So even when we're out of out of sight, we're hoping to still be in your mind. You know what I mean?
1: And that's, I think that's really important if you're trying to be an artist to have a legacy, right? Like, so how do you balance that with what's going on right now in Toronto, where like everyone is a trap rapper and that's like that's the thing in the club? and trying to be trying to be timeless.
2: Um, well, that's the thing is that, like, even though we will still approach trap music, you know what I mean? But, like, try to put a little bit of content to it, you know what I mean? We can still mix, uh, like, the melodies, the flows, you know what I mean, the hot beats, and still put a little bit of content to it. Put something, like I said, for y'all to think about mm-hmm. or just uh, give it a different approach as opposed to, like... There is, in general, just a lot of disposable music. You know what I mean? Songs that are meant to be. There's really a difference between being hot and being good. You know what I mean? And it's and it's kind of easy to be hot. You could follow whatever whatever the last hot rapper, the last big rapper did, and make your you know make a copycat of that, and that should be hot too for a couple months or for for its time. And then uh, when that time passed, though, nobody really remembers it you know yeah. what I mean and so it's just about trying to put something some, a little bit of content a little bit of effort even and uh, just give it something that'll, that'll give it some lasting power
1: yeah. yeah. how do you balance that Charlie being a, since rapping at age 14 where you know where you said you could follow the, the latest rapper and be hot but I think also from a fan perspective you'll feel like these guys are not original right. they're just following and I don't rate them as much because of that so how do you balance that
0: well, I've always said like you got to you take from a little bit of what's popping, right? You mm-hmm. take from a little bit of the past and then you put that together, put your own spice on it and that's how you stay original. Cuz like technically there's no such thing as originality. Mm-hmm. Everything is taken from something mixed up da-da-da. like look how hip hop started, fam. Like like you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. not just sampling all this shit, right? Yeah. So the way I, the way I think we stay fresh is cause we can appreciate what's going on right now. We know where, where the genre like came from or whatever. And we know what we want to do creatively ourselves. And like when you mix that in a pot, like it comes out fresh. It comes out dope, mm-hmm. little something new. Like you know what I mean? So that's, I think that's how you stay ahead of the game and like not become like a cap- copycat artist. But I mean, with all that being said, <laughs> I think mean, everybody started smiling still. Like, you know where I'm going with it. Man's like designer. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, with all that being said, like, I don't know. Maybe my whole thing is bullshit, right? <laughs> maybe you just got to copy well enough to, like, really pop. But, I mean, like, at the end of the day, like, I I couldn't do that. You know what I mean? Like, I I, I think I'm too nice to
2: <laughs> straight up copy an X-9. You know what I mean? But, it's not impossible. There's exceptions to every rule, but, yeah. like, we don't need, like, 30, like, future juniors. You know what I mean? Nah. Or who, whoever it is, right? Like, we don't need, like, you know, not every singer is, needs to be Beyonce Light or, like, none of that shit. You know what I mean? Like, just be you. You know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of people forget that important element. Like, yo, do what's hot, but at the end of the day, be you. And, like, it's, it's kind of, like, lacking a little bit these days. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Everyone just wants to see, like, basically... Everyone wants to emulate the success. So they see like whatever that's what that's what that's what we all like that's what fucking people want in life. People just want to be successful. So it's like, oh, that worked. Well then I'm gonna do it too. You know what I mean? Because they say I can do
1: that too. Yeah, yeah.
2: You know what I'm saying? They say I could do that too. And they'll do it step by step to the letter when it's like forgetting that like yo, at the end of the day, you kinda gotta be you. Like he became who he was because he was being him. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't trying to copy it. He brought something brand new and that's why it, that's why it resonated with people. But like when You know what I mean? It's like, fuck. When you make a photocopy, and you keep photocopying that photocopy, eventually the quality ain't shit. You know what I'm saying? And like, a lot of people just need to remember that when they're trying to like emulate their favorite rapper or their favorite whomever. You know.
1: Speaking about emulating the favorite rapper, because uh Pluto last week was saying, you know what I mean? Like I was asking about the whole. Sing rap and how, you know, people are emulating Drake. Let's be honest, he's changed kind of the game where, you know, uh, people like Tory Lanez are now trying to come at him on his, you know, this article that DJ Booth wrote is like, you know, they're like, Tory's trying to come for him, but he can't come for him trying to be like Drake, where it's, it's not going to win. so in Toronto, when you're trying to be the best and Drake is like, you know, the guy that bar. I guess what I'm trying to ask is what are you creatively trying to do as artists cuz you're saying we have our own creativity like what do you guys want to want to bring to the scene here in Toronto
0: Well I mean like I like I don't think there's anything wrong with fucking with that singing style you know what I mean because like if we're being real about it Drake wasn't the first one to Start singing, like you know what I mean. Like, I mean, you could go back to Manzak like Jarro, but I mean, his his singing just didn't have the essence that <laughs> you know what I mean, that Drake came with, right? So, again, that's that's even just going back to like taking from what's popping, kind of turning into your own, right? So, he kind of went actually trying to sing, sing where Jarro was more like thug singing, like you know what I mean, like, uh, my <laughs> it's like you're my man, so I can't go too sweet with the like, you know, but. <laughs> Yo, Dre came and switched that up, and I think that I think it was great because it opened up a lane where rappers didn't have to just be rappers. Like rappers can now be like humans. No, no, no. Like, like you're you're you could turn into like a songwriter. Cause like when you think of like a rapper, rapper, it's baby di baby di like you know what I mean. But like now you can like kind of you can come out of the box that was just. Yo, you better have 16 bars. You better come with these certain punchlines. You better da 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 right? So, like, now you can kind of fuck with the type of things that other genres were doing. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you could you could extend two bars with a, uh... Like, you know what I mean? But that's different. It gives you a different moment in the song. It d- gives you a different vibe. Like, you know what I mean? So, shout out to Drake for coming with that. And with that, like, I, I even started picking up on it because I was just like, yo, it brings a different element. But also, I try to do my own style and not just be like, all right, that's what Jake did, so I'm going to do exactly that. Like, you know what I mean? You you always got to switch it up. So with that being said, I guess I just reverted back to the same point I said before. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you just got to take from what's popping right now, but make it your own. Is
1: that where, is that element of present in DiCaprio as an example where you're just trying to like, you know?
0: Um, like there's certain parts, like in my verse. Where I do a little bit of the singing here and there, but I don't do, like, the whole entire verse like that. You know what I mean? So, like... The chorus. You're doing the chorus, yeah, no? Yeah, I'm singing the hook, yeah. Well, because, like... I don't know. I feel like people always sang hooks. I think where Drake really changed the game is, like, when he, like, sang the first four bars, first, like, eight bars or whatever, and then come with the... With spinning After, right? Because, like, mm-hmm. no one was really doing that. Mm-hmm. So, um, like, with me, like, I don't necessarily do it throughout my whole entire verse but like certain times where i'm trying to create a moment within my verse i'll be like yo maybe i put a little you know what i mean little Mm -hmm. seasoning on right there you know what i mean and just uh, and just spice it up and like make make people understand that this is what i'm trying to say right here you need to kind of take that in you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so yeah just switch it up a little bit you know Mm
1: -hmm. and speaking of toronto when you're looking at the landscape and you're looking at what's happening like uh, how do you feel about our our scene here in Toronto? Like, how do you how do you feel like artists are doing? Are you do you care about anybody? Do you listen to anybody? Do you check for anybody from the city?
2: Oh yeah, yeah, I love I love what's happening in the city. You know what I mean? It's uh like finally we we get a chance to have a spotlight. You know what I mean? Like it might might have took the success of Drake or something like that to finally bring the eyes here. I think it took a lot of the like Toronto producers. We're really banging and really starting to make some noise across the border first. And I think that started to bring some attention here. Then you had, like, we we're starting to show, like, a lot of hot artists. It came a lot with the singers, like, Weekend and Party Next Door, right? Who knows if that had to do with affiliation with, you know, um, with OVO or whatever it is. But, yeah, there's definitely a lot of artists that I'm checking for right now. Like, uh, I fuck with Devontae, um, John River. Like, there's... Uh, And there's there's a ton more, like Savannah Ray, I fuck with her music, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Um, There's a ton more artists that are just, like, starting to bubble out here, you know what I mean? And I'm glad that the, like, I noticed that certain bigger blogs are starting to take notice, take recognition, and really appreciate, like, what's going on, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And we're definitely starting to carve our own sound that you're starting to hear in uh, American artist music now, you know what I mean? Like, with the beats and stuff like that, right? You're
1: saying, like, we are... Toronto is influencing the rest of the world.
2: Oh, definitely, yeah. definitely. You hear it. You hear it in the production style. And then, as you said, like Drake's name has come up. Drake is the fucking biggest rapper in the world. Let's be honest. You know what I mean? And his whole sound, like the whole he was he wasn't the first rapper to sing, but he made it a thing. And now, like you can't hear a rap song without somebody singing on it. You know what I mean? Even niggas that can't sing is singing now. You know what yeah, I yeah. mean? So, like,
0: have a <laughs> 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 who are you checking for, Charlie? Brown? Um, in the city, man's like man's like um Claremont Second. Man's like yo, shout out the stay out late man them, those guys are coming up, you know what I mean? Who else? Who else? Sean Leanne, that's just popping. And like man like Lou Breeze, like you know what I mean? He was he 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 was on the wave like when I was doing my thing, like you know what I mean, With, like when I was still doing solo, like Lou Breeze was out there and like I'm Hoping this guy bust just now, you know what I mean? Yeah. Cause like I've been taking his music in for a while, and like yo, the man puts out fire, and like that's one that's one thing that kind of sucks about what's going on in Toronto, because like we have great artists, you know what I mean? But the outlets for these artists, it's like it's so difficult, cause like yo, if like take a Lou Breeze, he's been grinding for a hot minute, right? Yo, if he had the infrastructure, like, in the States or whatever, like, he came out, like, out there. Not to say that 100% he would bust, but, like, yo, he makes great music, right? So, like, if he had the foot in the door over there, it would bust. But over here, it's more like, all right, cool. You make great music. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, so now what? So you do local shows, this, that, or whatever. And then you have to try and finesse something over in the States when that's not even where you're from. You know what I mean? Like, we haven't really, really got radio stations to, you know what I mean? bump your music over here so and like nowadays it's not so so radio central but the radio still matters you know what i mean especially if you have like a radio kind kind of hit like you know what i mean you want that you want those spins you want that shit to go but like we don't even have any stations that just play toronto music Or Canadian music, you know what I mean? It's like the government's trying to help and say, like, yo, you got to play a percentage, but you know what I mean? Because, like, right now, before, maybe you could argue the quality of music wasn't there. Maybe you could argue that. But, like, now, the shit that's going on in the city, now, the quality that's coming out of the city right now, guy, you could have a two, three-hour set on a radio station, but, like, you don't see that, you know what I mean? So it's like you have these great artists that are doing their thing and are fighting to get out of the city and get their music heard, but it's just harder. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, I mean, that's always a topic that goes on in the city, but it's just something that we have to overcome. You know? Yeah,
1: and how, so how do you guys navigate when you see that, the landscape of, you're right, like Lou Breeze has been doing it for how long? He's a great, talented artist. JD is another example of like, you know, I was like playing JD Arrow yeah. seven, eight years ago on my yeah. radio show. And I'm like, yo, you're next. You got signed with Kwan, all this stuff happened, and then you're like, yo, like, Sometimes it may be depressing. I'm not an artist myself, but when I look at them, am like, yo, what's going on? Mm-hmm. And and so, like, how do you guys navigate with that? Is that, like, like, I guess what is your goal as an artist, as a duo? Is it just to make music and have fun with it? Or is it try to see, like, what else you could do with it, of trying to make it a career? Or is it for now, is it just like, yo, we're just going to have fun with this and see where it takes
0: us? No, it's definitely career-driven. Like, it's not a play-play thing. you know what I mean? Like... But that's what, basically, what I was saying, like, remember before I was just like, yo, man just had to get the business right. Like, you know what I mean? So it's kind of been a struggle to um figure out the right moves, who to meet, this, that, like, that, and the third, whatever, whatever, right? But, like that's part of the game you know what I mean so it's definitely we're definitely chasing it as a career it's not it's not something that we do on the sideline like we definitely put everything into it mm-hmm. so it's it's just being strategic it's, it's like okay now we're doing things in the city we're getting like our name bubbling shit like that or whatever mm-hmm. now yeah. what you take it over to the states you you try and go you try and go to Europe you try and like you know what I mean like you you, you make sure that your music is heard everywhere possible cause like that's that's when something could pop because you never know who's listening, you know what I mean exactly. say a bigger artist would be like, "Oh shit, yeah. I just heard these guys exactly. let me go reach out this and whatever right but if you're not if you're not pushing your music to the limit everywhere, mm-hmm. you could be losing out on on opportunities that you never knew were there you know what mm-hmm. I mean so it's just you got to figure it out. <laughs> Especially coming from Toronto, like, there's no one really just, like, picking you up and being like, this is the, you know what I mean? You got you to gotta roll that dice and figure it out for yourself. So. Even though
2: there's more spotlight on, our, on on what's happening in Toronto, like, I still think that we're at a bit of, like, a disadvantage, you know what I mean? Like, we got to work twice as hard, you know what I mean? And maybe to get half of the, the the results. But it's like, yeah, like, you doing it for a while, as we have, like, doing it together and all that, and... Getting some acclaim, getting some recognition, like you realize that, like, making music is, is really only half the battle. You know what I mean? Like, making the music is like half the battle. Like, you gotta figure out a whole lot of shit around that. Marketing, promotion, and all that kind of stuff, really just to, as like to reinforce what Charlie's saying, like to get your music heard all over the place. It's not just like, oh, I'm just gonna boom up uh record this track and and pop it out on soundcloud or or, or whatever or put up on itunes and hope that it's going to sell a million downloads or something like that you know what i mean like there's a whole lot more to it you know and we're starting to really figure it out and 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 navigate through that through those waters you know mm-hmm. and how do you
1: balance that because you're a father you got a family right yeah. so when you got like i got mouths to feed and like this rap <laughs> shit maybe ain't pain right now like how do you like deal with those challenges as 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 a, as a father what kind of effect does that have on you being, you know, having mouth?
2: Yo, it definitely it definitely sparks the hunger, and it definitely took me to, like, researching a lot more as to what does it take. We did two patches, and we thought, like, oh, yo, everybody fucks with the music. Yo, we about to pop. Yeah, we're on, we're on. Nah, bro. Nah, fam. Yo, it's a lot more involved than that. So at the end of the day, it's like taking a step, right? So we took the step, and we realized, like, yo, not say that we did anything wrong, but... It, it's a lot more than that, you know what I'm saying? So it really took me to, like, get down and, like, yo, open up some books, you know what I mean? Pull up some web, because, I mean, shit, there's a ton of information for free on the internet, right? Mm-hmm. Or, uh, shit, sometimes it's not for free, but, like, yo, sometimes that's, inv- that's part of investing in yourself, you know what I mean? And you had to go out and, like, find out information, find out what's worked for other people, find out, I mean, the industry and, and, and going into online has changed over years, and it's, like, even just to figure out how to navigate that. Every year or two, there's a new fucking social media app that's the new shit. And you got to figure out how to use everything to your advantage. Every fucking outlet. You got to figure out how to use every single one to your, to your advantage. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. that's how you just kind of like speed up that process, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And what is that, that that journey like? As Like having to learn all this and managing all this stuff. Like it, it's, it requires growth, right? Yeah. So do you notice that and you said, yo... It's making me do this, and like I would never have done that if I was just, you know what I mean?
2: Yeah, man. I mean, like when you when you want something bad enough, man, you got to do whatever it takes. And so, like that's where like and shit, you got to figure out what's really important. Like you got to sacrifice a, a bunch of things. Ask me if I ever watch an episode of Game of Thrones. Nah, nigga. Like I'm fucking out here trying to make some shit happen. You know what I mean? Like you know, like you you gotta you gotta as you say you got to make sacrifices and you got to like really know what what is fucking important towards the goal first of all figure out what your goal is and then figure out how to get there you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and charlie
1: back you said that you are a reckless person with perfect hindsight what does that what does that
0: mean <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah um I do a lot of dumb shit, but like, <laughs> you know, they always say like hindsight's twenty twenty, right? But you know, as I get older. Starting to figure out to think things through before I go do them. You know what I mean? Like, and it's not even necessarily that I don't necessarily know that <laughs> it's dumb before I do it. But I'm a man that one, I like to do whatever the fuck I want to when I want to. You know what I mean? So if it comes in my head and I feel like it's gonna be a good idea at the moment, you know I'm doing it. If tomorrow morning I figure out, you know that wasn't the best idea, then you know I've <laughs> what, what's what's my like Mar saying? Cross that bridge. <laughs> like, yo. You got to you got to you got to go with go with the flow, right? So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's what basically that means, you know? Like I'm I'm going to live my life how I feel like it and you know, if I fuck up along the way, then I'll figure that out when when I realize I fucked up. So. Does that mean, you get mad at him a lot, Nova?
2: There's
1: <laughs> <laughs> is, is a lot of conflict. Is yo, you get yo, pissed yo, off so at this guy? Yeah,
2: I'm almost used to it. Man. I'm almost used to it. Like, you know what I mean? But, yeah, 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 no, no, no. I mean, we have those talks, and by that time, he already figured out. He's like, yeah, I shouldn't have done that still. And I'm like,
1: yeah, 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 all right, man,
2: all right, yo. Yeah, you know? Yeah.
1: And the funny thing is, uh, you know, most of our audience, you know, where Come Up Show originally started in London, Ontario, your radio show there for seven to eight years, Western. So I knew your brother, mm-hmm. Nate Black, very closely, who was a very positive guy, very legendary dude you know knew all the parties hooked up everybody mm-hmm. and he passed away like a year to 2 years yeah. ago so yeah. like you said he was a big bro like he helped you get into poetry but when he passed like how did that change you as as a person
0: it it didn't necessarily change what i knew what i was supposed to do out here mm-hmm. but it more just enforced that i needed to to take the lessons that he taught me coming up cuz i always say i mean like Yo, I grew up with both parents in my house, like, you know what I mean? And shout out my dad, but man, was I was working, you know what I mean? So like dead ass my brother raised me. So he instilled a lot of the a lot of the morals that I actually have in life and like try to follow and shit like that. So like when he when he died, I mean R.I.P. the big homie, like you know what I mean? When he died, the church service was like ridiculous. And you actually saw how much people this guy touched in his life and like If anything, like, that left me with, like, yo, the man died at 29. He didn't even reach 30, fam. But he was able to touch, like, so many people's lives. And that's when, like, I was looking at that, like, okay, like, that's your last lesson for me. You know what I mean? Like, try, like, in everything that you do and every person that you come in contact with, do your best to try and bless them and try and make their lives better. Because at the end of the day, that'll make your life better. That'll make you a better person. It's not like one of those situations where, like, yo, you came through and you were just like, yo, all these people are fake. Like, you never check for him and blase, blase. Like, no. Like, almost everybody that comes up to me and is just like, yo, sorry about your brother, they always have a story about how he helped do something to change their lives or, like, help help, like, connect them to somebody that helped. You know what I mean? Further their careers Or blase blase Like you know what I mean? And like that shit blew my mind Cause I knew like My brother was just a talkative nigga Like you know what I mean? Like I knew I knew he just knew people But I never knew To what extent He was affecting people's lives And like that put on me To be like yo I wanna be able to do that And I always wanted to do that Through my music You know what I mean? So like That kinda put it on me To even like Right now we still do You know we do the party shit Whatever whatever That's who we are We drink We do fuckery You know what I mean? But also the shit goes deeper for us in life. And and that's something that we had from this jump, we had always said we want to touch on real shit. And it's 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 funny because the like when he had passed, we had made a record called us, like before, before he died. And, cause he had always had a saying that said, um, like if I ever asked him for something or whatever, whatever, he'd be like, yo, soft. Don't worry about it. All we got is us. And that's what inspired like the whole entire record. So we we had done this. Then we find out that he dies, but, like, the whole entire record kind of just, it was kind of just, like, a big up to him without us knowing, because he never, he never got to hear it, but it's kind of, I take it as, like, I was able to even come come to peace with him being dead before it even happened, because, like, we got, like, I, I was able to write all that shit out, and then... When he did die, I was able to look back, listen to it, and be like, shit, the words, the words I wrote before he died are comforting me now, which is, like, fucking crazy. So, I mean, he changed me throughout his whole entire life. When he died, he gave me that last lesson of, yo, touch everybody. You know what I mean? Be good to everybody. Bless everybody that you come in contact with because that's what's real in life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And that's real because I think we live in the times where people don't really think that way. No. It's all looking out for themselves yeah. and h- how I can benefit and how I can you know take advantage of everything and yeah. and I think that's one thing as well too in our city and our scene that we're all just doing our own thing and we're not really trying to connect and build with each other yeah. and we're not really trying to do that. So like, is that something that you guys have on the back of your mind as Osiam or yeah. you guys just? Doing your own thing and hating you, saying F everybody else.
2: That actually played a part. That actually played a part in how we got together. Oh, really? Yeah, like how we decided to get together was like, you notice, and, and this was maybe mm, four years ago, I think, maybe four, or something, four, four years ago, something like that, right? You noticed there wasn't, definitely wasn't as many Toronto artists on the radio, but there was a good handful, and it was like, you just saw, like, everyone just moving on their own. I didn't see any network between any of them at that time, right? A lot's changed in those four years, like, for the scene in Toronto. But back then, it was like you had your handful of artists that were actually making some noise, and everyone was kind of separate. Everyone was doing their own thing. We were each trying to do our own thing, and it was just, like, it seemed like such, like, a, a, a struggle, right? So, like, we decided, like, yo, to, like, pool everything together and use that, like, like their strength in numbers, you know what I'm saying? So, like, bring bring all of that together i had like some resources and some knowledge how to like work equipment this guy had some people because he had uh, a record that was out already and and had made some noise some years prior to that and that whole thing we decided like yo let's let's use what let's use your strengths and my strengths and try and like bring that together you know what i'm saying and uh make it like you know some is some is greater than its parts you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. yeah how, how different would it be if you guys were both trying to do it on your own yeah it'd be funny we 'll probably be beefing like we'll probably have like battle records on and shit like that right now no. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> nah, but uh no, but like really like that 's what it was like everyone's just like yo, like everyone was just like separate and trying to keep keep like it's it, they're only worried about their their camp and their little circle, right but it 's like re- I realized that the more. And not just between us, but, like, in general, like, all right, when we linked up, it got even better. Then we might link up with another group or another crew, and, like, things got even stronger from those connections, you know what I'm saying? So the whole, like the separation thing wasn't re- isn't really popping and i think people are starting to realize that more and that's why the whole city as a whole i think that's why toronto wasn't popping for so long because everyone was so separate and everyone's just trying to like be their own entity and everyone wanted to be the first to get us on the map and now that that's done now everyone's like oh i guess we can all be friends now <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah. now that someone really put the whole toronto on the map oh we can all be cool now again you know what i mean yeah, yeah. It's, it's
1: real it's happening what, what are the advantages that you see working with nova and other people as well too because you've done it so long
0: on. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously working with, with a like, a partner, it makes it easier to bounce ideas off, like, you know what I mean? Because, like, yo, when you're sitting writing thinking that your shit is the nicest thing in the fucking world, like, you're probably, like, in your room or in a studio or in this <laughs> or whatever, right? But, like, when you have someone to, like, bounce lyrics off of or, you know what I mean, bounce flows off of or bounce hooks off of, like, you know what I mean? Like, you can go back and forth and be like, yo, this is hot. Maybe that's not like you know what i mean maybe that one isn't all that dope but like you could flip this to that or this to that or whatever like you know what i mean so it makes us uh it makes us stronger artists like when we can when we can beat each other's critics and sometimes you know they say you're your hardest critic so sometimes you may think oh this isn't working but some like he might hear and be like yo nah that's it or like i might hear something that he's doing where he was like no no no. but i'd be like nah my nigga. Do that I mean if you're gonna tweak it a little Tweak it But like Stick with that or whatever You know what I mean Mm -hmm. So It definitely benefits us And like just To just speak on You know What's happening in the city The fact that people are working together now Like you'll start to see Like people are putting on Shows together People are saying like Yo Fuck this Like why are we waiting for other mans To put us on Like we fuck with each other Let's Let's all just do A show You know what I mean Mm -hmm. So I mean It's great Because that way because, like, what was kind of happening before, too, and, like, no diss to, like, you know, all the promoters that were trying to get artists out there and shit like that. But, like, you'd have promoters that would put, like, 20 artists on a bill. Half of them are garbage. But you're bringing your people out. You know what I mean? And then it's just like, yo, I came to see you do a 15-minute set. But, like, 10 guys before you weren't even worth time. So it was, it was just, like, difficult to create a culture around what was going on, like, in the city that would, that was positive positive. Like to go see a show Like you know what I mean And fun and enjoyable oh, Entertaining yeah. Like yo A show supposed to be Fucking dope Like every artist on there Is supposed to be ill Like you know what I mean So like when you have Like a bunch of artists That don't really take the craft All that serious And then you bring your friends out And all that stuff Whatever They're there to really see you But also you want them To have a good time right so, like, if there's a bunch of garbage on it, it's hard to get them out. So, it's hard to build a culture around, you know, good shows in the city. So, like, there's still... Pe- I, I swear there's still people in the city that are just be like, oh, you mean a Toronto show? Yeah. Uh, I don't know, fam. Like, my boy's a rapper and he's trash. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to go see that. Like, it's still, it's still in the city. Like, it's getting better, you know what I mean? But there's still a lot of people that think that way because of what was happening before. But, like, now people are getting it. It's like, yo quality over quantity. Let's have three dope artists and bring all their people. And like, so everybody, one, shares a fan base and two, comes away being like, yo, the next time I hear about a show, it might not even be my boy. I'm just going to go check it out because like there's great artists in the city now. So I think it's dope that when people are coming together, the artists are coming together, they're helping build a better hip hop culture in the city because people are going to come out and show love and shit like that.
1: Uh, You're so right about the you know with the competition and i know this from london and also you know a london example richmond road that like there's all the bars or whatever people want to go to a jacks or a jim bob's compared to going to an independent hip hop show mm-hmm. cuz they know that they can get drunk at this pro- this place and just have a good time at at it's re- predictable mm-hmm. they they've been going on every weekend rather than going to a show that may be unknown yeah, and yeah. we need if we want You know, if we want the scene to to, to be alive and we want it to be supported, then we need people to sell them the idea of like, yo, come out to the show. It's going to be a good time. You're going to like it because the competition can be a club down the street and and that's not going to help the actual direct music scene. Yeah, man, so I appreciate you guys uh, our our conversation today. Is there any last words that you wanted to say to the people who are listening, whether they're your fans, your supporters, artists, and so on?
0: Cup in hand, gang. Cup and cup in hand, gang. Straight shots to the head. Bang, bang.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, and people to check you out this Thursday, right?
0: Yeah, yo, we're um at the Drake Hotel. We're headlining this Thursday. It's gonna be crazy. Then we got another show come, uh, next Friday. Uh, with Stay Out Late, the them. That's gonna be at Adelaide Hall That's gonna be dope as fuck too A lot of great artists on there So that kinda goes to the point I was talking about A lot of dope artists coming together Putting on a showcase Um, Also just to give our words to like People that haven't heard of us before And the people that do support us Yo, we're out here working our asses off Cause we wanna make great music for you guys So when you see the shit Trust me, take it in Because it's not gonna be no sus thing See Man, we're putting together great music. And 2017, we got something special for y'all coming. And 2016 isn't done yet, and we have more shit coming for you guys, some fire things coming for you guys. So you're done already, y'all. Just listen to the music as soon as you see this shit pop up. And shout-out to Come Up Show. Bang, bang. (laughs) (laughs) That's
2: right, man. It's old time out of sight in your mind, yo. And you see that name? As you said, man, just click play, and you won't be disappointed. Yo, shout out to everybody who already listens to us, who already follows us. Hit the socials. It's O-S-I-Y-M Music. And you can hit that up on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook page, everything. You know what I'm saying? You can check our new music out on Spotify. We got a couple joints. DiCaprio is out. And as Charlie said, man, 2017, we planning for it to be a big year. A whole lot more coming soon. Got some surprises for y'all. Just be ready. Just be ready. See the name? Click play. Shout out Chetto, the come up show. Shout out the whole fucking city of Toronto. Artists and anyone just working hard to get whatever the fuck they want.
1: Yes, sir. Make sure you check out Osiam this Thursday at the Drake Hotel. And I hope you enjoyed our conversation. If you're new to the Come Up Show podcast, make sure you follow us on SoundCloud and wherever you may listen to. Most importantly, please rate us. Leave a five-star rating and review on iTunes. It will make the world of a difference for the Come Up Show. We need to get more listeners and more followers. Show us that love back. And I appreciate you listening. And I'll see you next Wednesday on the Come Up Show podcast. My name's Chetto. Peace. (laughs)